0: Being a part of this community that we're trying to build, as some people try to be, but then you go and say really dumb stuff. There are plenty of options out there of people who we could pick on for this, but in the end, they end up being the people who go to SHOT Show and get flipped off by freaking everybody there. Hey everybody welcome back to hard time strongman podcast today we've got a special episode for you
1: yeah so when we first started this project we had a listener approach us and ask for what he deemed as a skills matrix uh, a resource for guys to reference that lays out entire skill set that someone can plug and play to a specific role so uh, one-to-one apply you know say if you are a a construction worker or a medical professional or any other you know skill that you have as a layman how you can translate that to a uh, martial context in in his words his idea was how to apply different skill sets to a fire team and as we've thought about that as we've uh, toyed with the idea and have developed this idea uh, we've been playing with an idea that is so much more broad a concept that is more encompassing and really puts all of our all of our podcasts all of our passions um and really our mission on paper and the best way i can think to describe this is as a tree and at the base of a tree what holds the tree up what nourishes the tree and makes the entire tree possible are its roots our roots for the hard time strong men being mentally tough physically strong and morally straight so let's get into it we have this uh, as our second episode but now that we have new blood in the project i think that we need to touch on it again because our goals our mission set has changed it has broadened and i think that we can do a little bit more justice this time so Mentally tough, what does that mean for us? And what does that mean for the
0: strong man? So for me, uh, mentally tough is just the attitude of, you know, you're encountering a hardship. You know, you may be able to come out physically, spiritually, whatever. You still have to be able to get your mind around it to get past the idea of, oh, hey, this is tough. This is hard. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. You have to be able to convince yourself that, yes, yes, I can do this no matter what the hardship is, I'm going to get over this. Resiliency. Exactly. Exactly. Resiliency.
1: Yeah. When I think of mental toughness, so uh, you always, you know, hear all guys talking about putting your nose to the grindstone, you know, pushing through, you know, seeing it happen, um, you know, imagining something working, making it happen, whatever your goal, is, setting your eyes on the prize and getting it done. But as strong men, you know, we know that we will face hardship and we're seeing hardship. Now we will see more hardship later. Um, but being able to know that, being able to see that and being able to carry on, not be swayed by, you know, um, popular opinion, not be swayed by naysayers, but knowing what's right. And, you know, having the, the guts, having the courage and the, the, uh, the grit to, to make that happen to get after it day after day, even if you don't see, um, your, you know, the fruits of your labor right away, even if, you know, it takes a while to, uh, to get that reward at the end of it, but to constantly be moving forward, no matter your, no matter your obstacle.
0: Yeah. And even when things go completely wrong, it's, you know, the, the old adage of picking yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, being able to recover from whatever the hell you're going through and just keep going, keep plowing ahead. I think it's um,
2: it's interesting because just as we're talking about it, I'm sitting here on the computer and I can look up, when you type in like mentally strong, you, you get a whole plethora of like all these books that claim they teach adversity, yet it's something that's not normalized in our culture now. And it's it's almost seen as toxic when you like raise your boys at a young age to be mentally tough. Um, and it's, it's also interesting because, again, coming from a military background for all of us, um, every branch in whatever military or every unit, they all – have like these kind of um, ethos as their roots, as their foundation. And they all claim mental toughness or mental resilience is in there. Yet We've all known a lot of people who can't even like balance their personal life with their professional life or like what you guys were saying, right? Like whenever it actually gets tough um, you come home after 16 hours of work and you're still going to spend time with your kids, right? Because it matters. You're still going to get up uh, an extra hour early or stay up an hour later to grind out a workout or whatever have you. So, yeah, I think mentally tough is to most people, not including the three of us. It's just words that you can look up on Google. But for hard time, strong man, it's definitely um, the starting point of the roots of our tree.
1: Yeah. Well, I like what you said about um, putting more into life because you see so many people who are, you know, there, but it's like lights out and nobody's home. You know, they're going through the motions They're, you know, they go to work. They go to school. They come home and they veg on their phones. You know, there's there's nothing going on. There's no drive. There's no goals. There's you know no discipline. There's nothing. You know, but besides just grit and carrying on when things are hard, you know, it takes mental toughness to not settle, to set goals and to push yourself further and farther. You know, it it takes a lot of grit to you know, a lot of mental toughness to say, okay, I'm exhausted. I hurt. I've been hurting for years, but I'm going to go, I'm going to knock out this workout, you know, because I'm not going to let my son, you know, grow up with a father who can't, you know, go on the trail with him or do whatever, you know, it takes, you know, a lot of fortitude, a lot of, you know, mental toughness to sit down and not just let the day carry on, you know, however it's going to flow, but to sit down with a plan and say, okay, this is what I'm going to, you know, this is what I have a lot for every hour of the day. So I can make the most of the hours that I have in this day because I'm not guaranteed tomorrow, you know, and these are the goals I want to, you know, like a goal for me is I'm going to have a quiet time. I'm going to, you know, have physical activity. I'm going to touch grass, you know, no matter if it's rain or shine, you know, I'm going to make these things happen and having that discipline to go about and, you know, accomplish these tasks, but to force yourself, even when you're tired, even when your day didn't go your way, even though, you know, fill in the blank, whatever to get out of your own way and to, to make stuff happen.
0: Yeah, no, exactly.
1: But I also liked what you said about, you know, in, in your creeds, you know, in the infantryman's creed in the ranger creed, you know, it's, it's such a foundational foundational thing, you know, mentally tough, physically strong, morally straight, you know, transcending culture, transcending, you know, societies, it is, you know, a a well versed of you know, a standard thing. Like we know what we have to do, but we've, you know, become so coddled and like you said, it's almost um you know, it's almost looked down upon to expect more of yourself.
2: Yeah, and and I feel like us having this conversation and putting it out there that um it's awesome someone approached you guys and asked and said, hey, where would you kind of start this skills matrix? And like we said, at the foundation for everybody, the the big three always come up, right? Like mental, physical, and um, morality. And it's very easy to just say it on paper, but um, I'd say the layman is not living it at all. Not living the, f- like
0: all three, let alone two of the three. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And like everything yeah. in life, it's very tough to walk the walk And not just talk, talk, you know, like put your money where your mouth is and actually do these kinds of things. It is, it is hard. I got to admit that, especially in today's society where everything is like the, man, everything is just like the here and now, the consumerism and all that stuff. So it's, it's, you know, instant gratification on everything that we do in life, but to do it with the idea of you have to put in work, you have to put in the time, the effort, the energy. It's it's tough for a lot of people. and I know all of us have fallen into that trap before of like not giving it 110 percent. I hate I hate that. I hate that saying of doing 110 because you can't do more than 100, percent, no matter what. But you know, for people to not do 100%, it's so easy. It's so easy to do the easy thing in life to come home to veg out on your phone like you were saying and just check out. and they need to walk the walk.
1: Well, and just to, to limit yourself, you know, as a father, I could, you know, I could, you know, by today's standards, wake up in the morning, make myself breakfast, go to work, come home and be done. I could be checked out. Yeah. You know, I could say, you know, well, wife, this is on you. You know, you had the kids and right, you know, off we go. And, you know, I could, you know, in today's culture, I could be totally justified mm-hmm. in that, but it takes more Of me to come home switch on for the kids and play with them and teach them and take care of them and take care of my wife and then go to bed last yeah it takes more i think that's where the 110 percent comes in because you know by whatever standard by whatever culture you can be done whenever you know you say you're done but you know to be the men that we want to be it takes more it takes more to realize that it takes more to actually make that happen. Absolutely. But it is sad. It is sad to me that, you know, we've fallen away from this as a culture because, you know, for anyone who's fallen away, then come back, you know, who's been practicing, you know, start practicing mentally, you know, mental toughness, hitting the gym, you know, becoming more physically strong and then, you know, taking their quiet times, you know, whatever religion, whatever faith you have spending time in that and getting right in your heart in your head and your body. You know, it's so obvious in immediate how much better you feel than if you, you know, just sit in front of your phone or medicate or veg out or whatever else, but it takes that extra effort to feel the way that we were made to feel, you know, it's just that little, that little bit that we've been coddled into that we need to break away.
2: I wouldn't even say that you have to put 110% anything kind of like just like what six brought up because it is like, it's like almost hypocritical and people say you can't do it. And I know I had this conversation um, before I joined you guys with uh, Barrett from sunset goons. And he said, if you put a hundred percent effort, actually a hundred percent into every single thing you did for one year, everything from like your wake up routine, to your meals, like your nutrition, to uh, working out once a day, to spending 100% of energy and effort into your children when they're speaking to you and they need your time. You put 100% into your job that you may hate, or your side hustle, or your marriage, or whatever it is. But if you actually did 100% in everything, Barrett said, like the world would be a lot better and there'd be a lot more leaders and winners out there than the amount of losers and followers there are right now. So I don't even think it's a. Uh, I don't even think it's like immeasurable. I think hundred percent of effort is very doable, but like you guys said, it's just not um, socially normalized now. And it's very easy to just fall into. I'm just checked out when I get home.
1: Yeah. Cause yeah, do
2: you guys, well, i I've, obviously I'm going to know the answer because the three of us are here speaking about it, but um, for anyone else, like I know for everything I do, it's very methodical. It's very like almost on like an autistic OCD spectrum of like, even if I'm like cleaning something, I'm like, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not focusing on something else. I'm doing that task 100% effort. And then once that task is done, I can focus on the next, on the next task, 100%. Right. And then that's how I'm able to put max effort into everything. But again, it's not uh, normalized in our culture now. It's almost seen as like, uh, yeah, you're toxic or elitist is the term that I heard a lot of.
0: Jesus. Yeah. That's, I mean, personally, I, I tend to multitask quite a bit. I mean, I still get everything done, but you're right, it's not it's not 100% focus all the time, but I still get every little thing done, but my attention is always everywhere at one time. So, that's that's probably my weakest point. And Different stuff
2: works for different people. I mean, like I'm still aware when I'm doing stuff. I just And I know Barrett said it very well, and I'd never heard of this before. He calls them time blocks. So you give whatever task you have to do a time block. So it could be 15 minutes with your, like 15 minutes when you come home from a long day, your wife needs to talk to you. You're like, hey, she has a 15 minute time block. That's what I'm giving you. I'm not on my phone. I'm not talking about my stuff. I'm listening to you for 15 minutes. And then, okay, what's next time block? I need to, you know, do 20 minutes for this or, you know, an hour for this or whatever the case may be. I just mean putting 100% energy into that time block Cause 100% you can multitask. Cause I do that too. Like I'll be driving. And if I have to do a phone call for us, right. I can t- take it from the car. I can, you know, take it while I'm doing something else, but I'm doing like, while I'm on that phone call, I'm focused on like, whoever is on the phone call, even if I'm driving, let's just say, right. Or when I'm at the gym and I'm working out, um, I will not be on my phone checking stuff. I'll like to put it on airplane mode, just to have music on. So I'm focused on the workout. And, and that's what I mean in that sense is, um after hearing the time block like methodology i've really done that and again we all wear a watch we talked about it in the edc episode you you don't even have to be a super weirdo like me where it's extreme but you could glance at your watch constantly and be like hey what's my time block right now how much time do i have to do whatever task and i think if we normalize that for the layman it wouldn't be seen as so elitist or so odd people would be like oh that makes sense i'm maximizing 24 hours of my day
1: well i think what we're what a lot of guys are missing out on is like actually planning out your day ahead of time. You know, I know a lot of guys 100%,
2: like hundred percent guys don't do
1: that. <laughs> no, I mean like the guys that are successful though, the night prior or the first thing they do when they get up, when they you know, have their cup of coffee is they'll go down on paper on purpose and say, okay, like you said with time blocks or by hour, like this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm accountable for. And these are the habits that I'm, you know, trying to make, and you know, so you can actually have accountability with yourself that you can reference throughout the day. You know, because once you start doing that, once you start playing out your day, like goodness sakes, man, it's like there's not enough hours. Like, there's there's a surplus of hours because you're actually holding yourself to a standard and you're putting it on paper instead of just letting the hours slip away.
2: Hundred percent, and I, and I feel like that ties into mentally tough because. Then, if, if you're following like these little examples we're talking about, all the other things that become um, out of your control or outside, like stressors, it doesn't affect you if you're mentally tough because you're like, oh, I've controlled everything else I can control. I'm super efficient at whatever task I had to do today or tomorrow or whatever, right?
1: Yeah. Well, knowing that you gave your your hundred percent, whatever that amount was that day, whatever you had in the tank that you gave it, you know that's huge. That's huge for a pride thing. That's you know huge. Like you said, just keeping accountability of yourself. And, you know, once you start building these habits and keeping yourself accountable for things, like you can set little, um, you can set your left and rights, right. You can set, um, contingencies for yourself. So I, you know, I have to commute for work. So I don't have time where I can, you know, work out at the beginning of the day or the end of the day, you know, in my garage. So I have to work out at work with, you know, by way, exercise. If I don't set up a, you know, a workout for myself ahead of the time, I'll just get lost in you know, blown away by my workday naturally, right? I'm at work. But also I set for myself a contract that before I get into or out of my car, I have my sandbag in my trunk and I have to do a specified workout before I can get in or out. And so even if I completely, you know, screw the day over and I don't do any workouts, I still have to do that before I get into or out of my car. I'm still active throughout the day. I live an active lifestyle, you know, outside with my boys or my wife. You know, so it's just it's setting these these things up so that you're you know mitigating your chance
0: of failure. Do you do those workouts with that sandbag everywhere? No matter what. Anywhere I'm with my car. Do you get a lot of weird looks when you go to the grocery store? That's awesome. I get
1: so many weird looks at Bucky. That's awesome. Yeah, I do. I used- but but it's a contract. I have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I respect have to it. do it. Yeah.
2: I do one similar seven where if I can't do the physical workout that I'm doing or the scheduled workout, let's say scheduled, let's use that term, um, either because, again, um, everyone's heard the episode already. I've I've been paying for Soft Fleet for years. If I can't do the scheduled workout that Soft Lead has prescribed, I do a different one and the different workout that I do depends on the time if i don't have time i will do every hour or if i have time every hour on the hour i will do 25 push-ups 25 sit-ups no matter where, where i am and i've done that literally beside my truck like you said i'm in the grocery store and i'm like oh my watch is gonna go gotta get to the truck and do 25 push-ups in the parking lot people can laugh at me all they want i'm like i'm holding myself accountable the other way i've done it too for normal people <laughs> when you're at home with your family or because my because my children are older now um, and if they want to play video games, all I used to do with my son where every time we play a video game and we got killed, we used to bang out pushups together as respawn deaths. That's what we did. Nice. So I normalized it. I'm like, yeah, got to do oh, that's it. Awesome. That's awesome. It's the payment.
1: Yeah, I've got, I've got a little boy, so I can just do presses <laughs> totally with them. Press <laughs> and they think it's great.
2: Yeah, exactly. But again, this is leading to the mentally tough. It's like when you're tired from your work day. From life happening from, you know, you got in a car accident or, you know, like your your boss didn't pay you or whatever it is, whatever stressors, you know, okay, you controlled what you could, you did 100% effort, no matter what, you're still banging out sandbag pushups in the parking lot or you're like me at the grocery store doing pushups in the aisle or whatever it is, but you're still doing it because I'm mentally tough. Like we are all mentally tough here.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's gonna suck. Like and that's part of the mental toughness that you just got to get over. Like you have to get over that it mental becomes block. Becomes easy it's though when you suck. do it enough. Yeah, but, but when like, you do I've it been, enough
2: though, it's like it's normal now.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I've gone off an eight-hour shift and you know, I had to stay late because I had a crappy provider and like I'll be the last one out of the parking lot. I'll just be sitting there in the dead silence, knocking out my you know curls and tricep <laughs> presses. Like God, I hate this. You know, I just want to go home. But I, but I love it because because I have that pride that I set myself a standard and I'm keeping it like I'm, you know, yeah. if nothing else today, I'm going to keep my word to myself. Exactly. You know, and that's, that's mm-hmm. huge. If you can't, you know, if you can't keep your word to yourself, then you're in a really rough place. Really rough. honestly, place.
2: I would argue too. If you can't even like square away yourself mentally, you shouldn't even be focused on trying to help other people. You're useless to other people at this point. You're oh, yeah. more of a detriment than an actual asset. Like I wouldn't want you on like my military patrol, let alone like the baseline, let alone you know helping me hold up my house. I wouldn't want you if you don't even have that squared away.
1: I'd I'd say that for yeah. I'd say that for all three,
2: all three, of like these, yeah. all
1: three that make up these roots. If you don't have this foundation, if you don't have these roots dug in, you know, you're, you're a liability. You know, you shouldn't be thinking about what AR, what Glock you should buy, or, you know, like, Oh, what style of ruck? Like, no, you need to get your physical body squared away, get your head squared away and get your heart squared away. If you don't have those things, you're, it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. And yeah. And again, like so many other military units throughout history, have had these like baseline ethos right mentally tough physically strong morally straight we're just trying to bring it back to the the core fundamentals so that the next generation or our generation now can remember that like these are the roots this is the base where you should start
1: yeah yeah i mean think about if like every single joe off the street prior- prioritized this i mean it'd be a completely different world
2: we wouldn't be getting looked at in the parking lot doing my hourly workout or your sandbags. <laughs> this no. would be normal. People would join in. People would join in.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, hell yeah. How many yeah, shit <laughs> you doing?
2: Yeah, exactly. People, people, let would me buy run. in. Right on, brother. Let me buy in. Yeah. Yeah, let me buy in. <laughs> God, been... Yeah. yeah, I buy can't,
1: in. Wait. yeah. I can't, can't wait.
2: wait. It'll, be, it'll become that. Um, physically strong. Yeah, I
1: was going to because... say, what do you guys have to say for yeah. physical strength? Because, you know, we, we want to focus on things that you know, not fad workouts, because anything that we say for guidance is going to you know be obsolete in a year or two. But what's your what's your word on that?
2: Doug and I talked about it. People loved CrossFit at first, and then everyone's like, it's actually detrimental to your health. So they like went away from CrossFit, right? Or people have this idea that if you're going to like a globo gym thing, you have to do a bro bodybuilder workout. But is it actually applicable to what we're talking about? Well, being a prepared man or a hard man? I'm like, well, it's not really because I've seen gym rat dudes in the military. And I'm sure you guys saw them as well. They literally fell out of like a two mile march. These guys were useless. They had huge biceps and like their, their quad like that, that giant V in their quad looked awesome in photos doing PT, but these guys couldn't mm-hmm. perform. So I think uh, physically strong is yeah. Again, not, not even how much you could bench or how much you can squat or how much you could deadlift, That like that's another argument in itself. But
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, Can you actually perform a task?
1: It's the it's the functional
2: and like I'll quote Pat McNamara he always says it you got to be able to um, like kick someone's ass, uh, save someone's ass, and then like self preservation like the longevity right as you get older you don't want to be looking like you know you're falling apart or like you said seven you want your kids to look at you and you know be like yeah I want to be like my dad I don't want to become you know like your dad in the bad way where you're super unhealthy and you know not mentally tough and definitely not morally straight then you've raised the wrong man but i think physical is it's very easy for people to jump on the side of well i'm gonna do bro workouts or i'm just gonna do crossfit i'm like we're not saying either of those are bad or either those are good i think somewhere in the middle would just be can you lift your own body weight can you save your family could you carry your
0: child and that was the main argument that we had in the army too Uh, people thought it was always misogynist that like We didn't want women in combat roles. Well, I looked at it this way. Like, yes, she could probably pick up her own body weight, but if I go down, can she pull me? I mean, when I was in Afghanistan, I was walking around at 200 pounds. That didn't include my gear, my weapon, you know, my ammo, like none of that. I was probably walking around at like 270, 280 pounds, easy. And there's no way someone that's like 120 pounds soaking wet is going to drag me to cover. There's no way. There's
2: even men that can't do that, though. So that's the thing, right? Agreed. So it's like, yeah, there's there's men that can't do that.
0: And, and I'm not so saying that, super weak that all women now. can't do that. Like, there are a ton of just awesome women in there that could do those roles, that could actually pick up a 300-plus pound dude over their shoulder and just chug off with them <laughs> for like six miles. You know, like there are women out there that can do that, but from experience, seven, how many, how many of those did you see? (laughs) Like, even, you know, Matt, how many did you see?
1: My kind of thing with functional fitness though, is, you know, whatever your standard is, you need to be able to do what you asked your body to do. You know, if you're a family man, you need to be able to put your family on your back or, you know, help out on the homestead or do whatever tasks that you're, you know, that you're charged with. Right. Because nothing's worse than, you know, having a job to do and not being able physically to do it. And that only compounds when you have, you know, injuries. So, like you said, the, the longitudinal, you know, like the long term, the sustainability of you know, of this physical fitness, because, you know, like I have young boys, they're not gonna slow down at all. You know, they're only gonna get bigger. So um, finding something that works that you can stick with and you know, that does the job that you need it to do. But not maxing out on cardio and not being able to lift your own body weight, not maxing out on, you know, uh, you know, like you said, those gym bro workouts and then you can't run a mile, but finding something sustainable that, um, you know, that's more, more of a well-rounded approach.
2: Yeah. And, and again, cause I know people are going to ask like, well, what yeah. is that? Like, what's defined as that? And I know just, um, a generic, Like fitness answer would be and everyone has seen this like scientifically it's been proven if you can bench press your body weight squat what is it like 1.5 times your weight and deadlift two times your weight they're like you are stronger than 95 percent of humans
1: i was gonna say isn't like the one percent or five percent of 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 people people? can't do that Yeah. yeah
2: and then again in our world of um you know being prepared or coming from this ideology that you have to get in a gunfight because that's all everyone wants to hear i'm like okay you could do all three of those things but if you can't run a mile in like sub six minutes you're pretty useless if you can't ruck 20 miles at all like not even in an acceptable time like you physically can't do it you're useless you can't pick your body up off a cliff useless If you can't carry a a woman from safety useless so Again, these would be like. Well, we've all seen that meme,
1: you know. Dads, don't be the guy carrying the sandals. Yes. (laughs) You know, during the flooding, and there was a, I think it was like a guard soldier or something carrying this dude's wife and child. You know, through through the water while he was carrying a sandal in a bag. It's like, you know, no, like, do better. Yes.
2: Yeah. What was that other thing we were talking about too? Um, I guess in our last dad episode, we were talking about at the end. uh, You know, be the man that like you're that like your kids think you are Mm -hmm. or be the man like you want yeah be
1: yeah yeah, be the man that your kids think think you are are. yeah so physical
2: strength is definitely one of them right because everyone was that Mm -hmm. kid where like they we right they wanted their dad to be able to do whatever it was physically as a feat so it's no different now that Mm -hmm. we're talking to everyone who's as adults like well you could be that man it's pretty simple just start doing it. (laughs) yeah this week's episode is brought to you by FieldSeats.com. FieldSeats.com is an e-commerce, federally licensed firearms dealer. They provide virtual reviews on brand new firearms, and at the end of the review, they give away the firearm being reviewed to a lucky attendee. Each item reviewed is given away for free as part of their promotion for purchasing what they call a field review. Currently, they've got field reviews up ranging from $20 for a brand new Smith & Wesson M&P Shield 2.0 to $65 for a new Galil Ace Gen 2.0. Each review is limited to around 38 people, so your chance of winning the giveaway are so much higher. Use code STRONGMEN to receive 10% off your entire purchase at fieldseats.com. Be sure to check out their Instagram and Twitter at FieldSeats if you want to go ahead and give them a follow and see what future items they have coming down the pipe. Thanks for your attention, and let's get on with this week's episode.
1: Alright, and then morally straight. So your values, your ethos, your faith, um, you know how you how you live your life, how you conduct yourself, you know your integrity, your accountability. You know that's another that's another really huge one that isn't talked in the you know the and the tattoo community because you know not sexy to talk about and throw on IG. But you know without this, you know, and these all feed together, right? Mental, physical, spiritual. This all feeds together and you know rounds out the the foundation but you know without this um you know you don't know or you can't um act on what's right and wrong how can you how can you do good if you don't know what good
0: is so there was a quote from honestly probably a pretty crappy movie shooter where he's been captured and the uh, uh, the dude's talking and uh Whoever it was that was overseeing this meeting was just like, Senator, or I don't even know if he was Senator, but whatever. He addressed the guy. He's like, I, your moral compass is so f***ed up, I'd be surprised if you can find the parking lot from here. Don't be that guy. Like, be be the, like, like you said, man, you gotta walk the walk. You can talk all sorts of stuff, and yes, it's not sexy to be morally straight. It's a matter of doing the right thing, even when no one's watching you. Do the right thing. It's not that hard. It's actually harder to do the wrong thing a lot of the times than it is to do the right thing. Because when you do the wrong thing, you have to continuously do that to cover for yourself if you get caught. And then you're lying. And then you're making up stuff. And, yeah, you're essentially shirking responsibility. Mm -hmm. And that's not who we are. That's not who we should
1: be. Well, all it is is pushing the responsibility back. You know, to do the right thing, you need to have the moral courage to take care of things on the front end. Yeah. Well, and, you know, what we're pushing, how we're trying to change the culture and trying to, to push people to raise the standard, you know, we're trying to build leaders. And people look to their leaders in everything, right? So they're going to look at you and, you know, they're going to see if you make the bad call and they have to live with it. You know, you can, th- you could come up with a thousand different scenarios, you know, technically or tactically, civilly, whatever. But if you don't have that foundation and, you know, you're, you just roll with it and you make the wrong call or you do the wrong thing, the bad thing, you know, whatever it is, and your people have to live with that, or, you know, you have to look your people in the eye after you make that decision, then, you know, this all becomes really, really, really fast.
0: It could be as simple as, you know, being a part of this community that we're trying to build, as some people try to be, but then you go and say really dumb stuff. There are plenty of options out there of people who we could pick on for this, but in the end, they end up being the people who go to SHOT Show and get flipped off by freaking everybody there. It's not the person that you, you can say the be. ATF, that's okay. Well, I mean the ATF is is one of them. Don't be the ATF. But there's also, you know, the gun bros out there who are just putting their feet in their mouth time after time after time, and they think people respect them or like them, and then they go to some public event like this, and the vast majority of them are just flipping them off, cursing at them. Like, basically trying to excommunicate them from the community, voice their displeasure about the stuff they've been saying, but it's almost like their moral compass is so bad that they can't find the parking lot. They're, they're seeing all these signs, and they're just continuing on with their path, thinking that they're still getting everything that they need. And that's the bad part.
1: Sorry, man. You're being really ambiguous. Are you talking about, like, Kennedy <laughs> or
0: Meyer or Glover? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kennedy, Meyer, Glover, all of the above. I don't care if you're a middle of honor winner. Like, if you put your foot in your mouth the way he has in the past, like, dude. <laughs> dude.
1: Uh, on a serious note, though, so, you know, something applicable right now for people, accountability and integrity. Yeah. You know, have people who can keep you accountable, who know your heart and know the right thing and keep you accountable, keep you, you know, in your left and rights and have moral integrity. If you mess up, fess up to it, yeah, directly and get it figured out. So, yeah. you know, a very very small thing that we do at hard time strong men is every time that we put out a class that isn't our opinion, that is actually like ob- objective, like factual information or from, you know, someone that isn't us, we put out that reference, we put out that source. Right. And that's to keep us accountable so people can check that source and see if we're, you know, talking out of our butt and it, you know, is with our integrity. It's not our idea. It's not our information. We're just presenting it to people. So we're not owning that, it, you know, it's not ours. That's just a small thing that we do, but it can be a small thing like that for
0: anybody in any context absolutely man yeah and of course if we say something wrong too we want to know about it we'll fess up to it in the next episode guaranteed we've done it before
2: yeah and i think all three of these are like um them being the roots they feed into each other and there isn't one like i wouldn't like looking at these on paper if you were to see them i wouldn't say physical strength is more important than mentally tough or morally straight is more important because um there's people who are really good at one of these like we said earlier but they suck at the other two and We'll take, um, I don't know, let's just take physical strength as an example because it's the easiest one that people can relate to. They could be super fit, but they're a terrible father, a terrible human. Uh, they have no morality. Right. Or the other side could be someone who's super involved in his community, uh, really good like with his religious beliefs, You know, volunteers, goes to church, all that, but he's like a walking heart attack waiting to happen, and he's like the weakest person mentally you've ever met. I'm like, well, he may be super morally straight, but I don't want him because he's terrible at the other two categories so it's just trying to be well-rounded in all three and again it's very easy to say you are on paper but to actually live and breathe this like like six said like it takes effort every day 100 percent effort all the time to never sway out of these categories and uh yeah regardless if you're religious or spiritual or not i feel like every man or woman listening to this should have their own ethos their own values that they're never going to sway on and yeah. like we could even talk right. about like you know the COVID thing. People people got fired to not get vaccinated because they didn't agree with it, right? Yeah, and we've talked about this openly. I'm like, and people were like, "Oh, you're stupid," or people have just done it because it's the norm, or uh, what's another big one that everyone's doing now or not doing? Oh, that that ATF the like um, what's that thing you guys have that? Oh,
0: n- th- compliance.
2: Yeah, th- yeah. The pistol, the pistol brace thing, right? Exactly. So like whatever it has been mm-hmm. throughout latest history. All the way back to the dawn of time, you've had to be like able to look at yourself morally and be like, Okay, hey, I don't care what the norm's doing, this bothers my ethos. And I, I honestly feel like a lot of people don't even like they couldn't even write down on paper what their ethos would be, which is sad. So I think Absolutely. I think that'd be a starting point for most people be like, Hey, what what are your values? What is something you're never gonna kinda sway on? And I know from personal experience we did a... Uh, We did this one military exercise, just this one specific event. Um, They made us read an article. And the article was a scenario that we were like a search and rescue team. And we had to save X amount of people in a certain amount of time frame. And you couldn't save them all. Like some of them would die. And they gave you a little bio on each person that we could save. And we had to do it individually. And then we had to present it to the group. And you could see people's morality was so different on who we would save. Like there was people who would save one woman versus another woman or one man versus another man. And then to actually put us in this scenario where we had to like have a real conversation about it. It was uncomfortable for people on the team because we didn't realize that, oh man, I'm like very different than you morally, even though I'm on your team and we've been doing this job forever or whatever. So I feel like this is something that people think they're very in tuned with, um, again because i'll say religion they they use that as the cover right they're like well i'm religious i go with my family i'm morally straight like well are you are you actually if you if i ask you to write down your values could you tell me what they are
1: well regardless of religion are you living into that yeah are you actually doing it yeah yeah you know if someone doesn't if you don't tell someone that can they tell yes you know by your actions
2: Yeah, and it's just one of these things. That's kind of a gut check. Yeah, it's one of these things that people don't want to hear. People don't want to hear anyone talk about this, let alone the three of us, because, like you said, it's yeah. not sexy. It's not. It's not normalized. Uh, there's no way to buy into this. Mm-hmm. Like you physically can't buy a product from us, yeah. and we're like, "Hey, now you're good. You're good for physical, mental, and morality." Yeah. Like, well, we're not. There's nothing you can do to buy into this, other than the work.
1: Yeah. Well, exactly. You buy in with the sweat. You buy the in with you know, with your lifestyle, with the grind. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so something that we talked about, you know, as we've you know been you know, forming all this and, you know, pouring more time and energy into this project is if you don't have ethos, if you don't have a mission that you can point at, that you can point to, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I act this way. These are why this is the sounding board that I, Um, decide my actions off of, then you're going to be swayed by someone or something that is stronger or louder than you are, right? So our mission to train up a better class of man, that is our mission statement. That's what we set out to do with every decision, with every, you know, business move, with every, you know, with everything that we do, right? Our ethos, we protect and preserve human life we keep our integrity we keep accountable and we're always learning you know if we didn't have that if we didn't have those if we didn't have that set out then we could just you know blow off and be another merch company or we could put out bad information and get people killed or we could you know sell out or whatever else but you know we did the work on the front end and we're living it out and you know something that we've referred to on the podcast before rules of three right there's three of us if someone gets out of the line or starts acting outside of our ethos or our you know mission statement, then you know you have two people that keep you accountable to pull you back in and keep you on track. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's you know, like you said, it's so hard to to live this out, but it's so much harder not to. So you know you want to come back and you want to go back into you know into these habits, into this way of life because it's just better. Yeah, and like you, you know, said, we it's, build it's everything a lot off easier. of this.
0: And like you said, it's much easier to do this when you actually have people trying to abide by the same thing who can actually gut check you. When you get out of line, it's much easier for someone to check you back into where you were and for you to check them as well. It just makes everything 10 times easier.
1: Yeah. Well, and this is so incredibly important. You know, we build everything off of this, you know, without these roots, without this foundation, nothing else happens.
0: Same thing with building a house. If you have a terrible foundation, that house is not going to last very long.
1: You're going to see a fall. Yep.
2: Yeah, and, and just like you, you guys said earlier, it doesn't matter um, other skills within our tree or other gear you have or don't have. If you don't have the roots locked in, like it doesn't matter. Everything also just kind of fall right. apart.
0: Exactly. If you have rotten roots, that tree is going to fall. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad
2: we started it by, by like kind of teasing at this, that like this is something we're going to be continuously working on presently to, you know, give something back that people can use as a reference, as a starting point. But I feel like uh, this just needs to be beat into people that this is no matter what's happening in your life, these are the three you need to always reference, right? Are you actually still mentally tough? Are you physically strong? Are you morally straight? Because just like you said, Seven, anything anything outside of that could sway you. And I don't know uh 6 was talking about all the all the sellouts in the Instagram world. Um for me whenever I'd look at my virtues or my ethos that I like hold personally, I'd be like if there's no amount of money that you could throw at me where I'm going to sway off that list. And people probably would not agree with me because uh, like again, they don't have their, their own set of values or virtues actually written or let alone that they're living it, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I mean so you know, going back to your comment about COVID, right? So I lost my job.
2: Yeah, because you refused to you know, during yeah. you,
1: know, Yeah, during all the, you know, vaccination shenanigans, right? But as a healthcare provider, it's my job to, um, uh, to look out for my patients, right? To, to stand up for their autonomy, their patient autonomy, you know, with procedures, with anything. And if I can't do that for myself, then I'm not fit to be able to do my own job. Right. And so that's nothing, that's something that I wouldn't compromise on. And I had guys who I worked with, uh, my last day come up, shit my hands. Like, you know, I, I respect what you're doing, but I think you're an idiot. <laughs> and it's like, I think you're an idiot too, man. Like, you know, I've had other guys like, Oh man, like, I love that you're doing that, but you know, I've got a family and it's like, well, what do you think I have? It's you know? because yeah. at the
2: end of the day, though, that's, that's just like you are morally straight. And that that's the difference, right? People, like I said, yeah. they're going to sell out for fear of loss of job. Uh, or like we said, the Instagram people mm-hmm. get offered X amount of money. They're going to say whatever, even if it disagrees with them. Or I know for me, and I like I've said this on a couple other people's platforms. Um, I left when they told us we were going to support the RCMP and go to Ottawa and smash civilians. And I was the only one who said, like, I, I'm like, my paycheck is not worth my morality i'm like i'm out and i quit mid-shift like terrible employee literally during shift just walked out left everything in my locker because i'm like you're not swaying me i'm yeah. not like part of this anymore but a lot of people like you said right would totally disagree because they think of the financial commitment they have to their family i'm like yeah but could i go home and look my children in the eyes after i went to ottawa and smash people mm. for what they believed in I'm like no that's not even like there's even a question you couldn't pay me enough to like question that
1: well, I think the last episode that we all, uh, the, the mm-hmm. dad right. So fake it till you yeah. make it right. So it, you know, if you went out into that, would you be, you know, buying into, would you be acting out the man that you want to be? No, because I'm a firm believer that you can always change always, you know, you, we are constantly making ourselves, right? So can you go and look your kids in the eye, your wife in the eye when you've acted outside of that? No, no. You can't can you look in the mirror and look yourself in the eye no you can't so
0: there's your answer yeah yeah and like and I will say, I will say this man like nomad there needs to be more cops like you well like full disclosure more people
2: were sorry standing, they, you know, they all quit no I, sorry yeah, true <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say they all quit but full disclosure because I hate cops and I'll just chirp them I was only a peace officer, not a police officer. It's a different title, but yes. But uh, but you are, oh, but okay. you are right though, dude. There needs to be more people, but there wasn't. Cuz I was the only guy, and I think I told you this, man. I was the only guy on my shift that quit. The only one out of like 600 guys. People said That's I was ridiculous. crazy. They're like, "What are you going to do? You have kids." And then I'm like, "I'm going to go home." Super simple. And I'm going to burn this uniform when I get home cuz I'm not I'm not breaking like morally. But again, Outside yeah. of a uniform context for normal people, if if people just had their own like morality guidelines, there'd be better humans out there. They wouldn't be swayed.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Right. No, it's the passivity, man. Yeah. The passivity is. It's, how many it's, nurses got fired for cancer. you? Seven.
2: Where you worked? Were you the only one?
1: Oh, uh, I was the only there one. <laughs> there
2: yeah. you go. Two peas in a pod. You and yeah. me. Yeah, you were the only one yeah. who got yeah. fired Using your because paycheck over that. Yeah refused
1: well and and that's the same thing same thing that you said like oh well what are you going to do i'm going home i don't know that that.
2: yeah and guess what i have (laughs) zero regrets about it and i'm way better human like father because i'm not wearing a uniform now because my morality was not my morality was tested but i didn't sway if that makes sense
1: yeah well i could i could drive home with my with my head high i could walk through my door and not be ashamed you know because i did what i thought was right Yeah.
0: yeah and along those lines too it's it's funny now that it's it's funny now that all this uh, information that was at one point like deemed a conspiracy and we're people were shouted down and all that stuff it's it's now coming out to be true what do you know yeah yeah just throwing it out there
2: yeah and it, again it's just these weird mm-hmm. things that people now men now in our culture are not Mentally tough, not physically strong, not morally straight. Because if there were people like this, there would have been 50 guys like Seven who got fired for not wanting to, you know, do whatever he was told to do without questioning. Or there would have been 50 people like me who were like, I'm not smashing civilians because I was told to. That's not what I'm here for. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's just like when we were in too, like we had the responsibility to not obey. Unlawful. Unlawful unlawful order. order.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And I I honestly think six, it it should be easier for people when you're not in a uniform capacity because you don't have someone other than yourself, like Seven said, who's literally like it's you holding yourself accountable. You don't have some large organization testing your morality daily. You don't have someone testing your mental fortitude daily. That's like an outside factor, right? It's you versus you for these three categories. And that should be like so Mm -hmm. motivating to people to be like, man, I could be the best version of myself because I'm trying to be better than I was yesterday. And these three fundamental roots, like it's super easy to follow them. You just got to put an effort every day. Absolutely,
1: oh, yeah. Well, and you know, stepping back a little bit to the gear thing, you know, once you have these three on lock, oh, everything else. Then is it doesn't easy. matter what the gear yeah, is. You'll, you'll figure, figure it out. out. Yeah, you'll figure it out. You know, like what we we're talking about with you know uh, having a having a you know. Set up skills or, uh, you know, a stack still set, right? Doesn't matter if you give someone a 500 dollars ruck or you know, a Molly Alice yeah. rig, you know, you're gonna figure it out if you know, if you have the know how, if you have the capability, you're gonna make it work. You know, same thing with these foundational skills, you know, if you have a firm foundation, you can make it work. Yep, doesn't matter what you know, what we give you,
2: yeah. And I, I just don't know, yeah. I, I don't understand looking in on why it's so normalized now culturally because. Um, I like it. it must be fear based for me, but I've never swayed on the physical side, in uniform or out. But like, I would be terrified if I couldn't do something physically, either like with my family. Forget the prepared side; like, just I can't do an activity because I'm so out of shape. Like that terrifies me. Yeah. I'm so afraid of that, and I've never swayed. I'm still training to the level I was when I was yeah. in, because I'm terrified of becoming like that. So I, I just it's hard looking in. We're looking to like from the outside, I guess, on people where this is just this is like alien talk to people that we want everyone to be, you know, mentally tough, physically strong, morally straight. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know anything else. And like my, my kids don't know anything else. It's totally normal to them.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I did fall away from that after I got out. Same. You know? I but, was terrified. Like I said, it was a it was a horrible, horrible experience. And I'm never doing it again. How yeah, long did you, know, you fall off of it? And like, it how was, long did you go? I'd say like a year. Did you feel terrible? Like, <laughs> oh, did you feel crap? Terrible at this isn't year? going away. I felt like the worst? yeah, I felt absolutely terrible. And you know, granted, you know, this was, you know, while I was still like unpacking and processing all of the military stuff, right? Cuz I was supposed to die while I was in Afghanistan. That was the whole deal, <laughs> right? I was <laughs> yeah. ready for that. I wasn't yeah, ready yeah. to come home and yeah. then be like totally yeah. fine. So like having to unpack and like get all that out of the way. Then it's like, oh, crap, I'm stuck with this body. That's not 215 pounds of, you know, I'm going to mm-hmm. kill you. You know, this is a body that if I let it, it's going to fall away. Mm-hmm. It's going to get weaker. And so when that happened, oh, man, I felt horrible. I felt horrible every day. And I was ashamed.
2: I'm terrified of that.
1: <laughs> but then I took the, but then I, you know, got over myself and I started working at it. And, you know, like I said, I don't have time to, you know, to, uh, work out in my gym, in my garage anymore, you know, based off of the workplace I'm at now, but that's not a valid excuse no, it's not. to have a body that doesn't serve you. So yeah. what do I do? I work out every single day in my office with body weight workouts because I don't have an excuse. I have a body. I can work it out. It doesn't matter where, you know,
0: yeah. it's kind of like that, that, uh, that long hike that we took. At the bachelor party, like I got about halfway through that, and I was like, "Holy shit, I'm out of shape. <laughs> I need, I need to do more cardio, man." Like, what the heck? That was, that was the gut check, and from there, it was like, "Okay, okay, it's been four years. I need to get back into this." So that's where I'm at now. It's like I'm, I'm gonna right this ship, and I'm gonna get back to where I was, if not better. That's my goal: is not to be where I was. I want to be better.
2: Mine was just fear driven like at first. And I know that's like the wrong message, yeah. but I was afraid to not perform at work because it would be like I saw out of shape people not perform and then their actions could get people killed. And then it evolved into moving with fear. Now it's like purpose because like I said, as like a father, I look at my kids and I'm like, okay, I could kick most people's ass. Yeah like confidently I could yeah I could like be okay and like you know get them to my vehicle or whatever the case may be or I talked about this with Doug mm-hmm. um on the last podcast and Doug had a good laugh I said my daughter specifically if we're out in public at a restaurant and she sees like someone look like Jabba the Hutt she'll look at me and be like I'm glad you don't look like that and she'll say it loud enough for that dad to hear and I'm, I laugh and say yeah I'm really glad I don't look like <laughs> <Nice>. that too <laughs> but it's you know confirmation yeah.
1: well it's like I want my voice to be I want my voice to be proud of me like, doesn't yeah. everybody, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I've taken on this role as first, you know, as a husband and then as a father. Like, I'm charged with your safety. Yeah. So I need to be at a place physically, mentally, spiritually, where I can provide for your safety. You know, that is my job, that is my responsibility. And, you know, I have two boys, right? Have you ever seen, or did you ever watch oh, Yellowstone?
2: Crush Yellowstone. Yes. Beth, Beth, Beth is that is my secret
1: love. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know
2: Rip, rip yeah. There
1: <laughs> yeah. ain't no fight on this ranch. You want to fight some of you? Come fight me. I have two <laughs> boys, and just looking at my genetics, they're gonna they're be monsters. big. Yeah, they're gonna be big, big boys, and I gotta be able to handle that, <laughs> you know. That's so awesome. I, it all ties together, man. Do you guys find yourselves it all ties together
2: uh in line with these three? Do you find yourselves where? And I do this, and sure, it's elitist. If people don't line up with those three, I won't even talk to them or socialize or like they're not worth my time in my social circle. Do you do that, seven? Or six? Or do you find it like it's easy to judge people if they're not mentally tough, physically strong, morally straight?
1: I give so, people I give people slack, but I you know like it's like asking. Does it hurt
2: you to give them slack though? any
1: job off the street? <laughs> it doesn't hurt me to give them slack, but it's also like I'm not going to come to them for advice okay. or for you know, like for their, um, you know, for their okay. expertise.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: And yeah. you know, yeah, that's, that's elitist, but also, you know, if like, I'm trying to raise up the standard for everybody, if you're not holding yourself to the same standard that I'm holding myself, then that that's an issue. Right. You know what I mean? Like when I, when I bring you in the circle, right. In a, in a, you know, the, the community of saying tribe now <laughs> but if i bring you into my tribe into you know into my circle my community you better bring like, something to the I'm, table like well and i yeah. lay on you the exact same responsibilities and the duties that i lay on myself so like i need to know that you got my back and my family's back because you know darn well i'm going to protect you and your family i need to be able to count the same for you you know that's that seems like a pretty simple transaction what about you six so
0: no, it's 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 the same thing. Honestly, like in the past, like I I gave people way too much slack. I looked at my my friend circle back then and where it is now, dude. I I'm so happy that I held everyone to the same standard as me, if not more, um, because where I was was not great. Um, back when I was younger, of course, you know, uh, lost my mom when I was 20, so right before I turned 21. So I became an alcoholic for a while and did a lot of pretty dumb things. Um, but since, you know, right at that and, you know, I, I looked at my friends who were just doing nonstop, like hardcore drugs, drinking all the time, you know, having sex with whoever, whenever of varying ages, which was a little worrying to me. And it just got to the point where I was just like, what am I doing? You know, is, is this who I want to be surrounded by? Like, are they making me better? No. Ugh, all right. And I just stopped talking to them. Like, literally, I cut almost everybody off to the point where I have such a small friend circle now. And, like, even, even relationships that get brought in, I still evaluate them, you know? And if they don't meet up with where I want to be or if I don't think that they're going to help me better myself, yes, I'll be civil. Yes, I'll be you know, friendly towards them, but am I going to, like Seven said, count on them? Yeah, no. Am I going to come to them for advice? Mm-hmm. Am I going to do any of that stuff? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And there's nothing wrong with that. Well, you know, choose your own adventure kind of thing. You know, be who you want to be, but if it's me, I'm not going to count on you. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Yeah. Well, also, we 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 act as ambassadors to this, yeah. right? To, you know, to this mission. So it's not like, you know, if I see your fat, then I can mm-hmm. believe, you know, not worth my time right yeah i think that there's you know there's worth there you know there's you know a good reason to invest some time there but you know like i said don't like be careful with your circle but you should always be trying to push everybody but at a point you know if someone's not listening to you they're not going to listen to you you know if they're not gonna you know take to heart what you're saying then you know spend your time elsewhere great
2: yeah exactly yeah and and again I'm, I'm not saying this from like an elitist point to tell people to cut people out but i like that you brought it up six so like no yeah. no no and that's i mean dude i like you brought it up very like like bringing up personal examples but there needs to be more people who do that because i've been doing that for like 25 years and i have very few people i talk to but i'm like yeah but anyone that i actually would talk to i could um what's that movie um with Ben Affleck and uh, Jeremy Renner where he calls or he shows up and says, I can't tell you what we're going to do, but we're going to hurt some people. And he just says, like, the town. (laughs) The The town. town. Okay, so. The town. Oh, my God. That's Exactly. So if if I were to ask that to people in my phone, the response should be, whose car are we taking? I'm like, if you don't line up with that. Whose car are we taking? (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, you're not worth it to me. And I, I agree with what you said, Seven, just because you may be a little out of shape. Doesn't mean I'm going to cut you out, but if the, if all three of these things you have never strived towards, I'm not even going to give you the time of day. Like, there's no point moving forward trying to um, waste my energy or my you know my hundred percent energy that I'm already pouring into a hundred percent of other things. I'm not going to do that to someone who doesn't want to help themselves. Right, right. Again, I'm not saying that um, the mission here is not to help people because that's what we're doing. We are helping people. We're raising the standard, but if people can't help themselves with these three roots. If they don't have these three roots locked down or they're not trying to lock them down, it's very easy for me to cut ties, just like you said, six. And I've been doing that since I was like literally a teenager. It's been very easy to cut people out.
1: I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about Lair, and we're going to hurt some people. Who's Kyle that, taking Like, that's Who's all Kyle that matters <laughs> at the
2: end of the day. Or even uh, there was another one I saw on stupid Instagram, just a meme. It said, uh, I'd rather have one friend who fights like hell than 10 who talk, right? That's the, the same thing. Yeah. Right? If if you don't line up with these three things or you don't want to be better at these three things, I'm like, it's very simple to me. It's not personal. Yeah, I'm just, you know, you're not worth my time. And again, yeah. it's seen yeah. as elitist.
0: And that's my biggest pet peeve too, is having my time wasted. Yeah. You
2: know, I think I'm better than people. I'm like, well, no, you're just, I'm putting 100% energy into lots of things and I'm not putting 100% energy into a waste. That's That's just how it is.
1: Well, and, you know, I hate having my time wasted, but it's like, you know, if I'm evaluating somebody, if I'm, you know, like, you know, deeming if, you know, they're, they're worth it to put your time into, if you're not putting, you know, as much into, into your life as I am, you know what I mean? That's an issue. Like, you know, like you said, you know, calling your, you know, your friends group, right? You know, I, you know, I'd have guys who like, all they did was play video games. Or all they did was go out or all they did was like, you know, just veg on their phone or whatever. And it's like, dude, that's all fake. Mm-hmm. You know, none of that is real. None of that is, you know, measurable. It's like, you're literally just letting your life waste away. It's not worth it, man. Yeah. You know, to find people that will push you to be better. You know, iron sharpens iron, right? So find, you know, your group needs to be people that are better at something than you are so you can get better too.
0: And, you know, uh, one of the quotes that I've actually liked from one of the worst movies out there, Tokyo Drift, (laughs) um, you know, after after the main character totals that car in the very beginning, you know, uh, what's his name, Kang? Uh, He said, uh, it's trust and character I need around me. You know, who you choose to be around you lets you know who you are. And one car in exchange for knowing what a man's made of, that's a price I can live with. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. You know, evaluate make that choice, see what they're made of and go from there. Like if they're worth your time, great. If not, you that was, that was time well spent to know who they are.
2: Yeah. And I feel like a, a good starting point for people, like just to find out yourself is like what we said, like make your own list on like what is morally straight to you or like what virtues you're not going to yep. budge on what virtues you're willing to lose your job over. Like, like seven or your non-negotiables. You're non-negotiables, exactly. You're like this is my black and white. I'm not going to budge on this, and then come up with whatever you you deem physically strong. Come up with whatever you think uh, mental, like mentally tough or mentally robust is. Right, because everyone's going to have their own variations of this list. It's just for us to like not only say it in a podcast form, but for us working on a bigger project that'll be presented on paper. It should be a, able to be used as a reference for anyone. Because at any point, you are going to waver from the three. Like 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 Six said, it is work. It's it's effort to put in 100% effort all the time. But if you can see this list, like we've won and we've made it a little easier for you. You shouldn't be swayed at this point.
0: Great.
1: 100%. Yeah.
2: I got a quote if you guys want to end on this because I got a good one because we were doing all these quotes. You know... Uh,
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, you know,
2: people are always like, oh, you know, there's like tough men and all this stuff. Uh, do you remember the movie Man on Fire with Denzel Washington? It's like one of my favorite movies. Great movie. He says, there's no yeah. such thing as tough. There's trained and there's untrained. What are you? He tells it to Dakota Fanning when they're, he's training her in the pool and she's trying to like make the time or whatever. And she says, like, oh, because he's like rough on her. And then she says, I'm tough. I can take it. And then the, the quote is, there's no such thing as tough. There's trained and there's untrained. What are you? So, in this aspect for our roots, you have to train at this. You have to train at this every single day. You have to make it habitual. It has to just be instinctual. You have to put in work every day. This is not, you're going to grind it out. You know, you have to put in max effort. So, trained or untrained, cho- yeah. choose choose what category you choose to be in. I choose to be trained trained or training because I don't think there's ever someone who's fully trained. I think you're always training, but yeah, I choose to be the man that's yeah. training. You
1: can always... Yeah, you can always be better. And as Deadpool once said, maximum effort.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Trained, untrained, untrained asset, liability. liability. Choose your own yeah. adventure. Well, thanks for listening, guys. This has been our intro to our little project. Uh, I want to thank Nomad7. I'm six. We are the Hard Time Strongman Podcast. We're training up a better class of man. Stay in the fight.